Welcome to Life Study of the Bible, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry, featuring the ministry of Watchman Nee and Witness Lee, two ministers of God's economy who served together in China for nearly 20 years. Watchman Nee was imprisoned by the Chinese government in 1952 and remained there until his death in 1972. Following his imprisonment, Witness Lee carried on this ministry in Taiwan and eventually in America and ultimately around the world. He served the Lord for more than 70 years before going to be with him in 1997. His major contribution was through a 21-year labor he called Life Study, an exhaustive commentary on the entire Bible. This program is based on those messages. Before we join today's show, we'd like to give you our website where you can find more programs just like this one. It's lsmradio.org. Again, lsm radio.org now here's our show today what did the apostle paul mean when he said i am able to do all things in him who empowers me in philippians chapter 4 verse 13 wouldn't you like to know this secret well please stay with us because we've got a real treat for you with our life study program from the book of philippians and joining us again today is Dick Taylor. Dick, welcome back to the broadcast. Thanks, Chris, and I agree with you. This is a real treat to be in this particular program. I want to go back and read just a phrase of that verse again, Dick, because I think despite what it says in the Bible, we have a different way that we tend to hear it. I think we like to hear it, I am able to do all things through him. But this says, I am able to do all things in him who empowers me. Amen. The Apostle Paul uses a similar phrase in Colossians chapter 3, verse 17. He says, whatever you do in word or in deed, do all things in the name of the Lord Jesus. Well, we're going to explore what it means to be in his name, what it means to be in him, and to be in the name of the Lord Jesus. Dick, uh, aren't you glad you're here for this particular program? I surely am, Chris, and it is really good to touch this point because this matter of being in the Lord's name Praying in his name, doing things in his name is greatly misunderstood. I believe this program, this message, and this fellowship will help to unload us of some concepts that really hinder us in our experience with the Lord, just from our misunderstanding of this phrase, in his name or in him. Yeah, we're thinking uh, that uh, in such a verse, what God is really promising there is to do something outside of us to somehow make us strong enough or able to do the thing that we're trying to do. But it's really quite different as we're going to see today, isn't it? It surely is. And it's not just tacking his name onto something. Right. But it's really being one with him. Well, Dick, let's get into our life study now. It's a shame that such a meaningful phrase in the Bible as in the name of the Lord Jesus has become something, as you just said, ritualistic and tagged on to the end of the prayers that we pray at our mealtime. Let's join Witness Lee. I think he has uh, much to say on this subject that will enlighten us. Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things in him who empowers me. Then in Colossians 3, it says, do all things in the name of the Lord Jesus. What is to do things in the name of the Lord? The name denotes the person. Without the person, the name is empty. 
with talented person backing the name, the name becomes nothing. So, to do things in the name of the Lord, it means to do things in the person. In the Lord's name means to be one with him actually. So in the biblical usage, to be in the name means what? To be one with that person. It is not just a kind of signature, a kind of endorsement, a kind of stand put at the end of your petition. You have to forget about that. Even this term, in the name of Jesus Christ, has been altogether misused because of the misinterpretation. So to be in the name of the Lord, it doesn't mean to have the Lord's name as a very effective signature to put at the end of your prayer or to put at the conclusion of your doing, to make your prayer and your doing effective. It doesn't mean that. It means what? It means to be in the name is to be in the person. Dick, this is a different understanding. To be in the name is to be in the person of the Lord, to be one with him in, in reality. Develop this thought uh, before we go any further. I want to make sure that all of our listeners really have this. This is critical. I was thinking, Chris, of John 5:43. It says, I have come in the name of my Father. The Lord Jesus came in the name of the Father. Then later in chapter 10, verse 30, he said, I and the Father are one. Right. Then if you go back to John 6, verse 57, it says, As the living Father has sent me, and I live because of the Father. You really pick up the thought that when he came in the name of the Father, he came in oneness with the Father, and actually he was in the person of the Father. So that when you touched the Son, you touched the Father. When you touched the person of the Son, you enjoyed the person of the Father, because the Son and the Father were one. So the significance of being in the Lord's name means that we are one with that person. The name is empty without the person. So to do anything in the Lord's name means we are one with the Lord. We're joined to the Lord. We're mingled with the Lord. So whatever we do, he's doing it with us. Mm-hmm. And we're doing it together with him because we're in his name. Just like as we're doing this broadcast, we don't want to do an empty broadcast. We want to do it in the name of the Lord Jesus, right. which means we're one with him. So whatever we do, it's his doing it together with us. So this is the real significance here. To be in the Lord's name is to be in his person, to be one with him. And in that way, uh, you and he are just doing the same thing. It's not just outwardly putting his name at the end of something that you prayed. You could have a lousy prayer, tack his name on it, and think it'll pass simply because you added his name. This is not the meaning. The meaning of being in the name is that you are one with a person, you love the person, you're enjoying the person. And so whatever you're doing, you're doing in oneness with that person. May this be our living, a living that's in the name of the Lord Jesus, one with him while we're loving him and enjoying him. 
Dick, the contrast to this experience is to try to use the Lord's name in just a religious or even a ceremonial name, such as when we would tack it on to something, hoping that that would somehow uh, improve our presentation. The Lord Jesus himself brought this matter up in Matthew chapter 7. He said something to the effect that many would come to him in that day saying, Lord, Lord, did we not do uh, marvelous things in your name, cast out demons and prophesy? And his response to them was, depart from me because I never knew you, meaning I didn't have an intimate relationship with you. There's a reality here that we dare not miss, right? That's right. We certainly don't want to pray or do things in a ceremonial way, ritualistic way. We want to be those who are genuinely in love with the Lord, one with the Lord. He's the wonderful life-giving spirit. He's right now within us. The real need is to be intimate with him, affectionate with him, uh, converse with him constantly, and practice the oneness with him. 1 Corinthians 6.17 says, He who is joined to the Lord is one spirit. May we practice this oneness. Then whatever we do, whatever we say, we do it and say it in the name of the Lord. Well, we have these two somewhat parallel phrases that we're exploring today. In the name and also, as we touched earlier in Philippians, Paul says, I am able to do all things in him. Let's find out about in him this time. Here's Witness Lee. Philippians 4.13 I can do all things in him. In him must be a practicality and reality. How could you make this term in him so practical and so real? No other way. But by writing his word sexually. When you would let the word of Christ saturate your whole being by praying the word, singing the word, signing the word, and giving thanks to the Father for the word. The word of Christ will get into your being, which has been healed up by your singing, psalming, and so forth. Then, by that time, you are one with Christ. By that time, you are really in Christ. In Him should not be just an empty term. In Him should not just be a vain expression. In Him must be a practical reality. By what way this reality could be? By your praying the Word, singing the Word, signing the Word, and thanking the Father for the Word. You do it not once for all. You do it not once a day. You do it all the time. So, Dick, to be practically in the Lord's name, we need to practice these things, to pray, to pray the Word, to sing the Word all the time. Uh, I know you a little bit, and I think you have some experience in this area. Share with our listeners a little bit. I've gotten a lot of help from this ministry, Chris, and the two verses that are really precious related to this matter are Colossians 3.16, which says, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, and uh, it includes singing and psalming the word and giving thanks. And then a sister verse in the book of Ephesians, chapter 5, verse 18, says, Don't be drunk with wine but be filled in spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Again, they're very similar. 
Well, how do you get filled in the Spirit? Uh, how do you uh, get filled up with the Lord practically in your daily life? It's by letting the Word of Christ dwell in you richly through the exercise of your Spirit, not only reading God's Word and not only just praying His Word, but actually, as our brother mentioned, stirring yourself up and stirring your spirit up by singing and psalming the Word and giving thanks to the Father for all the riches in the Word of Christ. As we practice this, then what happens we just get filled with the Lord, and we become those who are actually in his name, or as in Philippians 4.13 says, we are those who are in him. I can do all things in him who empowers me. But uh, we don't want this to be theoretical. We want this to be real. And I have to testify many, many times, Chris, I've had the experience of doing what? exercising my spirit over the Lord's Word. Not only by reading, not only by praying, but also practicing to sing Mm -hmm. and the psalm and exercise much thanksgiving to the Lord. Then the Word gets into you in a stronger way. The Word saturates you, causing you to be mingled with the Lord, one with the Lord, truly in Him and truly in His name. So that whatever you do, you may just say hello to somebody. Uh, You may just take care of something uh, as part of your human life, but whatever you do, you're one with him. He's doing it with you. So Christ is expressed and Christ is magnified. That's what this book is all about. For to me, to live is Christ. Paul's desire was to magnify him and manifest him and express him. So this is a big secret. If we want living Christ and magnifying Christ to really be practical, and part of our daily life, we must be those who let the word of Christ dwell in us richly. How? By exercising our spirit, not only reading and praying, but also singing and psalming and giving thanks to the Lord. I recall uh, one time I was preparing a class for our Bible Truth School, mm-hmm. and I was deep into this lesson that I was going to cover And I just, on one hand, was enjoying it. On the other hand, I was just overwhelmed by the thing, and I just felt like I wasn't enjoying it that much, and it was just a heavy weight to me. (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, my wife had left the house. She left me with one of our granddaughters, who was just all over me while I'm trying to prepare. All kinds of annoyances. And I didn't know what to do. I thought, i got to prepare for this class. I'm trying to study, trying to get all this into my being. And And at that point, I just took the lesson that I was going to cover, and I just took what was written, and I just began to sing it and to psalm it with any tune in any way I could to my granddaughter. I got filled up so much with the Lord. That lesson became so clear, and my granddaughter was completely subdued. She was just in a state of awe, thinking, (laughs) what happened to my grandpa? (laughs) Because I guess I didn't realize, but I'd become one with the Lord Mm -hmm. by enjoying him in such a way. And to tell you the truth, when I went to class that day, it was the best class I've ever had, Uh simply because we practiced to let the Lord's word dwell in us richly by praying, reading, but also singing and psalming to stir up our spirit to allow him to inhabit us. Then we're one with him practically, and we do things in him. I encourage all of you who are listening Pick up a verse tonight and even practice. If nobody's around you, you just have a little fun. 
practice to sing it. Practice to psalm it. Do your best. Don't worry about carrying a good tune. The book of Psalms says, make a joyful noise to the Lord. But I tell you, if you practice this way, you may even feel like you're a little foolish. But that's okay. You just practice. You will see. The Lord will saturate you with himself. You'll become one with him and enjoy him very much. And this is practically what it means to be in his name and to be in him. Then, in this condition, if we practice this many times a day in our daily life, we'll be those who genuinely live Christ and genuinely magnify Christ in our daily living. That's our goal. Let's live him. Dick, I have to give a little testimony. I have known you for a good number of years. I've known you especially uh, well in the last about three and a half years that we've been doing these broadcasts together every week. And I have to say from my observation, my testimony, you practice this. This is part of Dick Taylor. Uh, and I think all of us who know you and work with you would give the same testimony. You do speak in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. And uh, it, it affects me. My testimony is I was uh, encumbered with... Uh, a lot of busy work this morning. I was walking through the hall, and it dawned on me, oh, Dick Taylor's coming today. Spontaneously, <laughs> I broke into a song. <laughs> just thinking about you, uh, just brought it to mind, and I started singing a, a hymn and whistling and uh, giving thanks to the Lord in psalms and hymns, and uh, it's infectious, Dick. And surely you're enjoying him. I am. And, and you're expressing him. Well, amen. And Thank you're you. living him. Amen. And Christ is being magnified. <laughs> Well, Dick, we've got a program we have to finish today. Shall we go on with our next section? Let's go on. In this last portion today, we want to put this all in the context, in the biblical context, that it really belongs. I've selected 11 verses, Dick. I hope that's not too much from no, Colossians. No, it's not too much. These are two awesomely wonderful. They are awesomely wonderful. Beginning at verse, the verse you read a moment ago, or the verse you repeated. Right. Uh, chapter 3, verse 16. And by now, I think we are familiar with it. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom teaching and admonishing one another with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to God. And whatever you do, in word or in deed, do all things in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Wives, be subject to your husbands as is fitting in the Lord. Husbands, love your wives and do not be bitter against them. Children, obey your parents in all things, for this is well-pleasing in the Lord. Fathers, do not vex your children that they may not be disheartened. Slaves, obey in all things those who are your masters according to the flesh, not with eye service as men pleasers, but in singleness of heart fearing the Lord. Whatever you do, work from the soul as to the Lord and not to men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the inheritance as recompense. You serve the Lord Christ. Amen. For he who does unrighteously will receive what he unrighteously did, and there is no respect of persons. Masters, grant to your slave that which is just and equal, knowing that you also have a master in heaven. Amen. The context here, Dick, is all important. It surely is. Let's go back to Witness Lee for our conclusion today. How could you wives submit yourself to a husband? By being... In the name. In other words, by being one with the Lord. You see, all these wives submitting, husband loving, children honoring, parents not provoking, slaves faithful, and masters they go. All these are issues out of the very little free in the name. 
when you are mingled with the Lord, you are one in his person with him. Then, out of this oneness, if you are a wife, spontaneously, submission comes out. If you are a husband, spontaneously, loving will come out. If you are a child, spontaneously, the honor comes out of this oneness. Surely, parents. So this means whatever you do, submission, love, honor, whatever you do, we do it in the name of the Lord. Dick, I hope all the wives, all the husbands, all the children, all the slaves, and all the masters have been tuned in today to hear the secret of how to fulfill the Lord's charge it's just not accomplished by our trying harder to submit or to do whatever we think we're supposed to do. It's all about being mingled with the Lord, isn't it, Dick? It surely is. Apostle Paul put it this way, do all things in the name. Dick, what does this mean practically, to be mingled with the Lord? This is a strange phrase to some people. This means to be one with the Lord practically. And as we've been mentioning in this whole broadcast, to be one with the Lord practically We need to be those who exercise our spirit to enjoy him. It's all a matter of enjoying Christ. It's not a matter of trying to do this or that, me being a husband trying to love my wife, my wife being a submissive wife, just her uh, self-effort to do this. No, it's a matter of enjoying Christ, being one with him practically, that is to be mingled with him. The main point is we would read God's word with our spirit, we would pray his word, We would sing his word, psalm his word, and give thanks concerning him in his word and according to his word. What happens spontaneously? We get saturated with him. He dwells in us richly. We live in him. He lives in us. We're one with him. We're mingled. We're practically one. Then out of that oneness, the love comes that the husband needs. Out of that oneness, the submission comes that the wife needs. Out of that oneness, the honor comes that the child needs. Out of the oneness, the uh, obedience comes that the slave needs, and the kindness comes that the master needs. Everything comes out of this oneness. So may we be those who really enjoy Christ, exercising our spirit, receiving his word in such an enjoyable way that spontaneously we were mingled with him, one with him, and enabled to just live him and magnify him in our daily living. I'm so grateful, and I'd like to give a testimony, Chris, that my wife and I have been married 36 years. I'm so glad we have come under this ministry to be brought to this truth, and as you just mentioned, brought to this secret. Right. The secret of enjoying Christ, who today is not only in the heavens, but also right within our spirit as the life-giving spirit, waiting for us to practically and experientially be one with him that is mingled with him, by how? Enjoying him in his word, exercising our spirit. Spontaneously, the love I need comes out to my wife. The submission she needs comes out to me. My wife and I can both testify our marriage is in another realm altogether because of this enjoyment of Christ. May we do all things in him, in his precious name, that is to be mingled with him, one with him, so that whatever we do, he and we are just one. For to me, to To live live is Christ. Dick, this is marvelous. This is practical. This is genuine. This is real. 
This is life-changing fellowship and light from God's Word. Praise the Lord. I have to say, I think every preacher, every person touching the Bible, conveying the Bible from themselves to another person, should be forbidden from removing these last verses. That's right. From the ones that preceded, these ones that we read, all of these commands, all of these exhortations of how we should be as husbands, as wives, as children, as you said, Mm -hmm. must be kept in context that the Bible puts them in. They have to be. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Thank you, Brother Dick. You're welcome, Brother Chris. And we appreciate uh, having you along today. I hope you've enjoyed the Lord as much as Dick and I have bringing this program to you. We'd love to hear your testimony. We'd like to talk with you, get your comments. And our number is 1-888-543-3788. Join us again tomorrow. We'll continue on in the Life Study of Philippians. For Dick Taylor today, I'm Chris Wilde. Thank you very much for listening. You've been listening to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, produced by Living Stream Ministry. Witness Lee ministered the Word of God for over seven decades. Many consider these life studies as his seminal work, an exhaustive commentary on the entire Bible from the perspective of the believer's enjoyment and experience of God's divine life in Christ through the Spirit. If you'd like to find more about Witness Lee, these life study messages or any of the materials provided by Living Stream Ministry, please visit our website, lsm.org. That's lsm.org. You can also email us, radio at lsm.org, or call us toll-free, 1-888-LIFE-STUDY. Thanks for listening today.